Everybody, welcome to the Jimmy Dore Show. I'm joined by the miserable liberal and by Michael Tracy from the Young Turks Network. How are you guys doing? Hello. I'm also miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Placone is also here. Hey, Ronnie. How's it going? Uh, I want to talk about this article that Michael Tracy wrote for Medium. It's on the TYT Network's page at Medium. It's called False Equivalence, Hillary and James Comey. I just want to really quickly, the, the first couple paragraphs are very interesting. He says, among the most enduring problems is the tendency by commentators to isolate the Comey letter issued on October 28th, 2016 as a discrete variable to explain the election outcome. So I've had this. First, isolating the Comey letter as a discrete variable has the effect of framing Hillary as the victim of malicious external imposition rather than as someone who saw the fruits of her own misdeeds come back to bite her at a highly politically disadvantageous time. The Comey letter did not just materialize out of ether. It was one link on a causal chain that dated back to January 2009 when Hillary's subordinates decided to set up a private email server. Only someone with prodigious hubris would calculate that running for president in the midst of dealing with such severe legal issues was a sound tactical decision. But by dwelling monomaniacally on the Comey letter rather than on the actions that cre- which created the conditions for the Comey letter, Hillary magically gets absolved of any direct culpability. Despite purporting to accept personal responsibility for her defeat, this week Hillary once again blamed primary exogenous, how do you say that word? Exogenous. Exogenous factors Comey and Russia. That's the line that her supporters in the media have generally taken as well. Hillary can do no wrong. She can only be wrong. So this, again, everyone is, I've had this happen to me. I was confronted at a party by a famous Hollywood director, got right in my face and said, the Comey letter, you know the Comey letter through this election, the Comey letter. I'm, and my whole thing was exactly what Bernie Sanders says is that it shouldn't have been that close that something the FBI director did could screw up. Why was she, on? Why, you know, all that stuff. You shouldn't be that close to losing to Donnie Tinehans. And that was that was a real problem. To me, that was a real problem. And the and the point you're making, Michael Tracy, is that uh, if we keep blaming external factors like the Comey letter or whatever, it, it is never ending. And Hillary Clinton will never have to take uh, responsibility for losing the most winnable election in the world and it turns her into a perpetual victim when she's not a victim she's actually just living through the consequences of her own stupid decisions like to have a private email server right Michael is that what you're saying there's also the issue that the reason why Hillary was nominated in the first place or among the reasons she was nominated it was because her surrogates and people who were her supporters in the media launched what you could only now describe as a propaganda campaign to mislead voters about the true nature of the FBI criminal investigation into her conduct. So the FBI initiated its felony criminal investigation into Hillary directly in July of 2015. The chronology of this, um, I think people tend to forget, but it's important because At the very early stage of the Democratic primary process, it was true that the supposedly leading candidate had this severe legal issue that she had to deal with. But when the New York Times reported that summer, in July of 2015, that this investigation was in existence, 
a furious campaign of uh, de denunciation was waged by people like Media Matters, um, uh, different liberal media outlets, people who were staunch Clinton supporters to deny that that existed. So my issue has always been that, you know, set aside what you think of the substance of the Hillary Clinton email server investigation, whether or not it was some kind of profound wrongdoing on her part, I think that's debatable. What's not debatable is that it was always going to be a major political liability for her because what she's essentially doing is endowing the FBI with the ability to um, dictate how, what the legal circumstances of the Democratic nominee are going to be. And that's going to be a precarious situation, whoever uh, might be in that position. Um, so it wasn't – if, if Democratic primary voters had been more honestly informed about her true liabilities that stemmed from this FBI, FBI investigation, there never would have been a scenario where a Comey letter could be issued in the first place. Right. Um, so that's why my position is when you isolate the Comey letter as a variable – you kind of necessarily exclude the factors which led to the situation where a Comey letter could come about at all. Um, and and uh, and so that's what irks me. So so I, it irks me, too. It, 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 I mean, just to, to say it real briefly is they they screwed up continuously. Anybody knew anybody knows anything would know that they screwed up and it's going to be an issue and they gaslighted everybody and to say, no, this isn't an issue. This isn't a thing. It's not a thing. And let's suppress it until the Comey letter came out. And then we we'll go, oh, now this is his fault. Right. They said it was a nothing burger, right? Remember yes, that, was the, nothing that was the burger. term that they coined that was very cute. Um, but apparently it was such a something burger <laughs> that it ended up costing Hillary the, the election. At least that's how it's framed now by her right. supporters. So obviously there was something that should that was something that should have been weighed by Democratic primary right. voters when they were considering who was the strongest candidate to run against the Republican nominee. Now you 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 point out something that I find very interesting that we can't people can't even agree on the facts around the Comey letter. Yeah. For instance, you tweeted out this uh, from uh, Nate Silver, and you you say this is Nate Silver is just straight forwarding forwardly wrong. As the New York Times and others have recently confirmed, the case was, in fact, reopened. So he says that it wasn't. So here's Nate Silver writing about it. And this is what the part that's in yellow. He says, noting the existence of the letter and stating, parentheses, incorrectly, it turned out, that the case into Clinton's private email server had been reopened. But it, it had been reopened. Yeah, it reopened because investigative activity pertaining to the investigation, which had been closed, resumed, therefore reopening the investigation. It's just maddening to me that we still have to have this semantic dispute. Yeah. And I had it at the time when there was a huge onslaught on the part of Clinton supporters to deny that the case had been reopened when it plainly had been reopened. And everybody from Dianne Feinstein to the New York Times to others now just talk about how the case had been reopened. They might not like that it reopened. They might hold it against Comey that he took actions which reopened the case. But to deny in the first place that it was reopened just suggests a kind of delusion that is so persistent here and that is really going to impede people from honestly reckoning with what actually occurred over the course of the election. And, and, and I don't see any, any change on that front. 
I'm with you. I don't see any change on that front. If we can't even get Nate Silver to admit that the or agree to the fact that the case was reopened. And I see people giving you pushback on that. And they're they're saying that, no, James Comey said he was looking into the emails to see if he should reopen it. Well, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Looking into emails to determine their pertinence. That's called to a criminal an, investigation. That's an investigative that's an, act. That's an invest. Yeah, you can't separate no. investigating from an investigation. No, You're they investigating. Use, they and they give, they do this at the time, right? They use these euphemisms to deflect from the fact that the investigation had been reopened, and it simply had been in order for them to look into emails, they had to reopen the investigation. I don't know how many more ways I can put it. Right. Um, and you know, you can you can object to the reasoning behind Comey reopening the investigation, but to deny that it was reopened, and that's just delusional. I mean, it really is. And for Nate mm-hmm. Silver to have to repeat this canard in a widely disseminated article that he wrote last week, and actually Hillary Clinton cited Nate Silver. Yes, she did. Explicitly. So for him not even to be able to accept this very basic fact I think should give us very little confidence that people are going to be able to, again, honestly reckon with what transpired. Now, the false equivalency that you mentioned in the article of people comparing the Russia investigation with the Comey letter. Is that what that's the, that you and you you were comparing those two as false equivalencies? Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because I actually did a long discussion with the, about this with uh, Nathan Robinson, who's the editor of Current Affairs on, on TYT Politics. So if people want a more in-depth discussion, they should go uh, go find that. Um, but it's interesting because on the internet, people chronically abuse the term false equivalence because, and I get accused of this all the time. Right. They'll say, I'll get accused of perpetuating false equivalence when I haven't asserted that two things are equivalent. Right. Right. And that's the basis for the charge. It's a, it's a logical fallacy. But what people want to have been done with respect to the Trump-Russia investigation constitutes would constitute a false equivalency, meaning that if you're saying that Comey should have treated the Clinton email investigation and the Trump-Russia collusion investigation exactly the same, then you're saying he should have treated them in an equivalent manner. But that would have been arbitrary for him to do because so many aspects of the two cases were radically different. Um, For one thing, Comey issued the, the Comey letter because the investigation had been closed and it then had to be reopened and he had an affirmative obligation that he articulated before Congress to notify Congress if there was a change in the status of the investigation where no such obligation existed with respect to the Trump investigation. Um, So, I mean, that's the key component here. So people are, yeah, so so, uh, he had already made a commitment. He had to to inform Congress that he was reopening the Hillary Clinton investigation, whereas he did not have to do that with with Donnie Tonahan's Trump's investigation, correct? Right. I mean, and then he and he didn't make any public statement about the Clinton email server investigation, um, any any kind of comprehensive statement until it was closed preliminarily in July of 2016. So prior to July 5th, 2016, when he went did a press conference and outlined her uh, what he said was her misconduct, he hadn't made any kind of comprehensive statement about the Clinton right. email investigation. You only it's only you know tenable to do that once it's actually closed. Um, so if he was if people were expecting that 
Comey would go on a rant about Trump's, you know, alleged misdeeds simply because he had done so with respect to Hillary, that would mean that he would have to treat them as equivalent cases on arbitrary grounds. The only way in which they were actually equivalent was whether they both, in some sense, implicated a presidential candidate. But that's not a practicable legal standard. Um, so I think there's a, there's a lot of kind of faulty reasoning here in the way that people, uh, in the way that people view Comey's conduct. And now, now that he's been fired, uh, as of yesterday, um, it adds another wrinkle into all this because he was fired ostensibly for the very reasons the Democratic partisans have been complaining about. Yes. Um, so that's that was very smart by Trump to do that. It's like, OK, I'm going to I'm not firing him for this other for the Russia. I'm firing him for all the things that the Democrats have been saying. And in fact, let's talk about that. Yeah. The next live Jimmy Dore show in Burbank, California, is May 22nd, May 22nd. That's a Monday night live in Burbank, California. Special guests. A great time. Get your tickets right there.